0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Ultimus Week ValorCast I am your host ValorX77 Uh, For the next few minutes, which is 20, I think Man, it's been a while since I've recorded one of these So, what we're going to do is I'm going to specifically talk about uh, How this Copperhead's team came to be and how one simple trade caused basically the majority of Austin's core to go around. So for our story to begin, we go back to S20. The very first time in, for the first time in franchise history, the Copyrights not only had the best record in their conference, but also won their first ever playoff game. A home game in the conference final against the New Orleans second line. It was a close one score win, as some people thought New Orleans was favored. What, what was standing in their way from the Ultimus, you ask? The Yellowknife race. This team was hungry after coming up short in back to back years by one score, either by Cooter Bixby throwing three interceptions in Ultimus 18. Or, ultimately, Armstrong driving down the field, setting up Johnny Blaze for a go-ahead touchdown with a few seconds left. With 15 seconds left. Take your pick between one of those, as Yellowknife was back after subduing Colorado in the NFC Final. So, Yellowknife was obviously favored. Ultimately, by the time they got to halftime, this game was over before it was already started. The Copperheads were killing the race. Their secondary got torched. I gotta say, Rod Tidwell and Mako Mendoka combined to torch them. To, which pretty much was a sign that they couldn't, didn't stand a chance against Austin. The team was simply too powerful. And Cooter struggled again. Austin wins the title in S20. So now what? This proceeds us to go ahead into what I think would first spawn the s S S28 team. We go back to S21. Draft day. In the third round, the Baltimore Hawks choose a pick to select Gregor McGregor from Canico the Squirrel. This user is interesting, who had a previous create in Justin Jackson. However, only got some time to play in Colorado for like one season before they decided it was time to recreate. What's important here is that almost immediately after the draft, she gets traded to Austin for a fifth-round pick in S22. Now, keep that pick in mind. So, McGregor puts up pretty decent stats in her career of Austin, well-known to be a pretty good person in the locker room. So, yeah. And what did that 5th round pick become? Well, S22 was probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest class the league has ever seen. Austin started to build their core from there. Well, most some of it. That 5th round pick that Austin ended up trading? Well, that pick turned out to be a guy by the name of Dex Kennedy from user Degumpa. We'll get to him later. He's going to be huge. And to what caused this team to be. S22 comes around. And with their second round pick. The Coppers do not have a first. The Coppers actually trade up to first overall. And who do they select with that pick? They select Colt Mendoza. From user Ice Stegosaurus. Some people don't know this. But he actually started off as a Copperhead. The reason he went number one overall, he had he was he was pretty much a sim mastermind, and could run almost ten thousand tests an hour, which made him a sim wizard. The Coppers would continue to build up on the core, going wide receiver in this in the second round. They got a pretty good pick, Trone Egghands, who I'd argue was the first successful D line drafted. Since they selected Kyle Idlewild first overall in S20. How interesting that they went from worst to first in one year. Finally, they got to S22. When well, they went to the later parts of the draft, they actually whiffed on a few picks. Andy Jeter was pretty serviceable the first few years. Unfortunately, a few picks later, that pick they ended up passing on. Well, that ultimately led Colorado to select William Lim, who i argue is the best wide receiver in the league right now. Ouch. And Austin whiffed again on this time for setting up a future backup for Mako Mendoka. They chose to select Kichwa Jones. Well, he wasn't that good. And this is a reminder that he went before Tatsu Nakamura and Jamar Laxon. Both players had argumentally better. Tatsu is literally putting up Hall of Fame numbers right now. So that pick could have been him. So in S22, they also do a trade mid-draft. Which brought myself over to Austin, which I still am on today. They brought my old player for one final run, Ryan Leaf Jr., who is a running back. <laughs> Incoming memes about Leaf. Say all you want about how my career with Leaf and how I was not liked in the sim at the time. Yeah, back in the day I was a little bit more arrogant and unlikable. Sorry, this isn't PBE, Hold up one second. So, let me rethink for a moment. So the coppers are actually quite solid and actually get the number two seed. They do make a few, so their core right now is Tidwell, Net Gaines, and, and, and Peter Larson. They're running back Jones being a send-down, and Mako Mandoka. Quarterback is Cole. This is when the court, I think, starts to make its huge change. After coming up in the ASFC title game that year to Orange County, who would then infamously blow a 21-3 lead in that ultimus, it is time for the Coppers to strike again. This time in the draft. The Coppers did not have a first round pick. It was traded to Honolulu. Hang on one second. As I'm going to need to pull up the wiki real quick. Here we are. Of. Uh, so we pulled up. And S 22. Let's see what players they actually passed on. Oof. They passed on Whipple Block, Bruce Buckley, Calvin Galladay, Passman, Nakamura, Angler. A lot of good picks. So, yeah. Eventually, we come to S20. To S23. They did not have a first. The pick was traded to Honolulu. I'm trying to load this up to see who did they trade that pick. The pick they traded was ninth overall, and ended up becoming Ray Ray Jackson. He would eventually go inactive, not before getting a Pro Bowl nod. Not too bad. The Coppers used their next pick to jump up and select Griffin Porter. Uh, Porter would be decent. He did. He was a one-time winner of Linebacker of the Year, so quite solid pick. But not quite by some of the other picks. Jones was inactive, so friendly as Joseph Petrangelo would go later. And also, you may notice that you see guys like LaShawn Paris Crooks. More on him later as he gets connected to the Copperheads. Kai Sakurou. The Copperheads... eh. The Hawks would also get this guy by the name of Doug Hallett. He's going to be something relevant to Austin later. 36 overall. The Coppers get this ball. Well, that's right. They select me again. They select Videl Son. 36 overall. The big question to this day how in the hell did Valor fall that far? Yes, I'm trying third person, and it's making me sad. They would eventually select also Tamaj McGallagher with the very next pick. So that's the S-23 core. No trades occurred, but in S-24, a regime change occurred. The Copperheads would once again pull off another Ultimus run. After docking out New Orleans in the wildcard round, and getting revenge on those damn otters. In the second round, the Copperheads went against a familiar opponent, or should I say Yellowknife. Spoiler alert, the Raves got revenge. And I mean, Cole got suffocated by Yellowknife's defense, and Cooter, basically playing like John Elway in his final game, basically like John Elway in Super Bowl thirty-three, won MVP and rode off into the sunset. The Coppers were coming up short, and the core, of course, was coming out. With Jones especially inactive, the Coppers needed strike. Losing positions on three agency. And their secondary was getting gold, too. Dermott Jr. was officially running out of gas, so they pretty much needed a replacement. The Copperheads didn't have a lot. So we look into this draft. The Copperheads jump up from 11th overall and trade up, moving a third round pick. And who did the Copperheads select? 9th, 8th overall? Zoe Watts, Kaya Prack. Watts has probably been one of the most recognizable of the new era Copperheads. As Watts has been part of a key core, joining Videlson, the third member would come next year's draft. If you may notice too, you see Maverick Bowie in this draft and Brock Thomas Locker in the first round. These two would come later. The copperheads do not have a second round pick as they used it to trade up. However, they did pick up another guy in the in the third round with Corbin Brown. This guy would be later S Young TV. As this guy would eventually, so the first big trade occurred in S twenty five, and this is the package deal to get one player. The Copper had stunned the league by packaging a first round pick in S twenty five. First round pick in S25. Hold up on me finger real quick. Gregor McGregor and Corbin Round sent to the Baltimore Hawks in exchange for Tyler Montaigne. Tyler Montaigne. For time. A lot of haul for one player. So, yeah, already a lot of details for this to get the core together. So, basically, taking a look for some of the trades that have occurred of what's been going on. They eventually resigned a few people, but I think the first being to cause a trade that occurred. This occurred in the middle of of in S25. The big trade that occurred of what happened. This is around the time s twenty. yeah. They were not done. They traded an S-26 first to acquire Maverick Bowie, Tonsi, and Southpaw would also be acquired for a first in S-27. But the Copperheads were not done yet. In the middle of S-27, looking to fuel up to the core, despite having a dreadful season, and whiffing on an old lineman named Salerno McKenzie, and also drafting some bum by the name of Jackie Daytona, the heir apparent to to Easton Cole, they basically thought they were ready. And who else did they get in free agency? LaShawn Paris Crooks and Doug Hallett. The Hawks would eventually be forced to deal with their hand, acquiring two firsts, the S-20 and S-29 firsts, from Austin, and sending them Felix Arkstone and Tony Frazzle. Two key parts. Eventually, the trade that occurred was also not only Tyler, Ma- they would also acquire Dex Kennedy in free agency. And what was that first round pick traded to the Hawks originally? Well, that turned into Felix Arkstone, so that's been a hit so far. Now, we only know the S-28 first, we're not sure when the S-28... So anyway, that's how the Copperhead's core came together, wheeling and dealing via trades, and some luck in the free agency market. As then we get into the regular season, the Copperheads start off hot as it, hit, as it got up to a quick 7 1 start. They quickly got up to 7 1 and seemed like early contenders as they got past. But the second half did not greet them quite well. They started fumbling games and especially blowing leads was their big issue. And when it was time to come back, They either came up short, or Daytona simply just arm punted. That was the big issue for the Copperheads coming into the playoffs. They were in a cold streak, losing three of their last four. By, guess what? Another last-second collapse. They were coming into New York, and it didn't look good early. Falling behind 10-0. However, the star talent of Austin pretty much bailed him out. A pick six and eventually Dex Kennedy causing Elijah Torres to fumble at the one yard line, stopping a potential score for New York. Later to be set up by a Videlson deep touchdown. The Coppers will win that game by a score of 21 18 and win their first playoff game in five seasons. The Copperheads men had another tough task. Arizona, a team who they split. What Austin had to their advantage was that the road team won both games, and Austin was on the road. Copperheads were more deadly as a road team that year. What happened? The Copperheads quickly got up to an early 16-0 lead. Well, it could have gotten out of hand had been for a couple bad penalty call. The Copperheads were clearly strong before Arizona came leaning back. Almost all hope was lost after Tyrell Ramon had an 80-yard touchdown. But the Copperheads' defense sacked him and forced, a you guessed it, Dex Kennedy a pick to seal the game and give Austin their first ever berth to the Ultimates. So how did that Ultimates go, you ask? Well... Basically, they fell behind early and just simply couldn't come back. Despite the hardest efforts of the defense, they were simply no match for Kobe Jack. And the O-line for the Copperheads? Not too good. Daytona was strip-sacked twice that game, including one on the final drive to seal a one-score loss. So what does this have in store for the Copperheads? Well, the team will likely come back stronger next season. Despite a few guys entering regression, the Copperheads will overall probably be one of the best teams in the league still. Definitely a playoff team for sure. To prove that this run was not a fluke. The rest of the conference is getting weaker as San Jose is getting worse. New Orleans is getting worse. Honolulu's in a rebuild. New York's guys are also in their prime. New York's quarter... The only real threats are New York and Arizona, the aforementioned playoff opponents. With Daytona officially entering his and Zoe Watts entering their prime, the Copperheads are about to become one of the strongest rosters in the league. The big question is, will they be able to go back to the ultimate season 29? Or... Get a ring for Valor before he eventually heads off into the sunset. Those are questions that will likely be answered in the next few weeks. As we are still in the off-season right now, I'd like to say, stay calm, stay cool. If you need someone to talk to, my DMs are always open. Because mental health is very serious. I want to end it on that note. Have a great rest of your time in the league. And if you need someone to talk to, my DMs are always open.